0: Welcome back to Administrative Static, and this is going to be a little bit different. We normally talk about something we've done or a case that's uh, very ripe and and something's happened in the courts or we've just filed something, but uh, I think Jonah Goldberg on his podcast has a – a portion of it called just rank punditry, where it's, where it's just speculation. Punditry, that's great. And it's just speculation and kind of talking about things. And we're kind of going to do this with relentless because we don't know what's
1: happening. And it might be fresh and it might be rank. Yeah, exactly.
0: But it's very interesting. And so I'm going to set this up uh, and I'm, to explain it both for the listeners who are lawyers and some Supreme Court watchers, but also uh, for uh, people who aren't lawyers. So The Supreme Court doesn't have to take any cases uh, of of regular people. Sometimes they have to take a case when the states get in a fight, but but mainly they get to choose their own docket. And that's why you petition for cert and you say why they should be taking your case. And so that's we do a lot of that around here when we when we lose. Um, But uh, so you petition for cert and ninety nine percent of the petitions for cert are just denied. Um, and so you're always trying to get the case that they'd like. And there's certain things you, they like, like they like a circuit split. They, they want, want a case of national importance, this sort of thing. They don't really care that something terrible happened to you personally.
1: <laughs> and, and they're much more solicitous if the federal government right. wants the case granted than if you want the yeah, case. Yeah,
0: solicitor granted. Je- general's called the 10th uh, justice because anything in this case she asked for, uh, gets a, a better a look. So, um, we, we have a case that we've been following closely, and I I followed closely when Cause of Action filed it many years ago, and it's called Loper Bright. And Loper Bright was a D.C. Circuit case about herring fishermen who their boats have to have these monitors on them, but the agency, NOAA and Commerce, said, oh, and by the way, you got to pay for these monitors, and there's that's not in the statute. So we've talked about that case quite a bit, and um, that. It was petitioned for cert by Paul Clement, who's a a well-known practitioner before the Supreme Court, former former Solicitor general himself, exactly, is done. uh, So he he took that case um, from my uh, my friends at Cause of Action and petitioned for cert and they took it, lo and behold, and they only took it on the question of whether Chevron deference, which is the deference given to the agencies on the interpretation of statute, if it's ambiguous, um, which they shouldn't have that kind of they shouldn't have that thumb on the scale um, and the whole question on Loper Bright is will they have that thumb on the scale or will the parties be equal and the courts have to look at the law um, de novo without saying oh we have to defer to the agency and that's the question they took and they denied the second question well I had uh, we had an NCLA a case called relentless who are herring boat fish fishermen they fish for other things but herring um up in Rhode Island. Same statute. Same statute. Same issue about at-sea monitors. Correct. They fish a little bit differently, um, and they're they're up in the First Circuit. So we took it to First Circuit, and we lost. And the district court wrote a long opinion. For the same for, reason. For the same reason. Chevron deference. Chevron deference. And, and the First Circuit... Uh, in my opinion, did even worse than the D.C. Circuit. The D.C. Circuit actually went through the steps and the statute and did everything. And the First Circuit said, ah, under step one or step two, they still win and it didn't do any analysis. And now I think that's just that it's just not the way the Supreme Court little, likes to little see little sloppy. Things. little sloppy. So uh, I petitioned for cert and the government came back and they said, no, you shouldn't take uh, relentless Relentless's first question, and you shouldn't take the second question because we have a, que- a question about necessary and appropriate. There's a split in the circuit saying under the statute, does necessary and appropriate, is that words the judges can say, is this necessary and appropriate and give it some strength? Or by saying that, did Congress give the agency the power to do anything they want, whether it's written in there or not? And so uh, that was my second question. But here's the thing. So uh, the government comes back and says, well, Mr. Vecchioni is right about one thing. They should at least hold this case. And what that means is you don't lose your case. The, the Supreme Court holds your case while they do Loper Bright because it's the same issue, same thing they're looking at, same statute, same error. So um, the government said, ah, hold hold this case. And other than that, um, don't do anything. Don't take the second question. Don't take this case. Don't com- Don't combine it with Loper Bright. Don't take it separately than Loper Bright. Do nothing with this case but hold it. That's what the Solicitor General said. So we came back in our reply, and we filed the reply as soon as may be, and and it, it was distributed just last week meaning they took the reply, they took all the briefs, and they and it was scheduled to be reviewed on October 27th.
1: And I got- Which is one of the upcom- upcoming right. sessions where right. the court looks at all of the sort of cases that have accumulated and decides whether it wants to take any of them as new cases or not. Right.
0: And this is where the rank speculation comes in. All of a sudden, we get a notice from Supreme Court that the- um, the consideration of the case has for certiorari has been rescheduled. Well, that almost always is because they
1: don't have time and they push it uh, later in the year. They always push it later, yep. always. It happens and all the time. Our Cargill case on bump stocks has been rescheduled a couple of times now. It's like they're wanting another—they want to look at it in conjunction with another case that's coming up and decide which one they want to grant. Right. Maybe both, maybe neither, but we'll see.
0: And so rescheduling happens all the time later. So— this time it was rescheduled earlier, so they're taking it on October thirteenth. They they took it back like two weeks, three weeks, and this I've never seen. Uh, the commentators on on the internet, like people who know more about the Supreme Court uh, scheduling than anybody,
1: yeah, John Elwood, John is the, Elwood. the one who writes the pieces for Scotus Blog on uh, on realists, right? That's his, that, and he even said in his piece this week. Well, this isn't technically a realist, but it's interesting. So he wanted, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted, he wanted to talk, to talk about, about, it. about
0: it. So Elwood <laughs> says, well, wait, I've never they're bringing it back. So why would they do that? And he has speculation that is the same speculation that's been going on around here. And I think around town, because I've I've gotten a lot of emails and seen a lot of people. And uh, so why would they consider it earlier when they've already taken this this one question? Well, here's the here is probably the reason Um It's because my briefs were so (laughs) (laughs) well-written. That is is not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. No. The reason is, is because it was in the D.C. Circuit. Loper Bright was in the D.C. Circuit. Um, What happened there was, is that Justice Jackson had, uh, she had, she recused, it is, it, I don't really think it's necessary, but it always – they think it's necessary, which is the important thing because who who cares what I think? But if you sat on the case below – and she didn't rule on the case below, but she sat at the the oral argument and she was assigned to the case below in Loper Bright. So she's going to recuse herself from Loper Bright. So they'll only have eight justices available for Loper Bright. And when they're going to do something big like get rid of Chevron … Uh, they like to have a full bench, even though Chevron was six people, um, which, you know, in any event,
1: I, I have my thoughts about that. But the, the, the fact of the matter is our case, nobody's recused. And this happened uh, last term in the Harvard, North Carolina uh, case over uh, racial discrimination and admissions at, at colleges because – Uh, I believe it was also Justice Jackson had sat on the board of trustees at Harvard. And so she had to recuse from that case, but she didn't recuse from the North Carolina case. Correct. So she was able to say her piece about the issue, but only in the North Carolina case. Right. And then
0: uh, everybody else, uh, all the lower courts and everybody out here will now know what the all of nine justices think about that issue. Um, it didn't change the ruling uh, of, of, of the Supreme Court, but it, it does allow you to know what all the justices and then it lets them all dissent and concur and, and all the rest of it.
1: Maybe for some internal court politics or and I mean sort of small P politics there uh, of – of uh, of comedy and and just kind of keeping everyone happy to the extent you can. Right. So um they,
0: so they've pulled it back and and since they haven't done this before, I think they all know what they're doing. Um so. Uh, it's not random. It's not random. So I, I suspect that the uh, case may be taken, petition for cert may be granted very shortly. And then the question is, what are they going to do? Are they going to combine it? Or are they going to do a Harvard, uh, North Carolina thing? Um, what exactly are they going to do? And we don't know. Um, but it, it is very good for our clients who, who have taken this case all the way through um, and who who went up to the First Circuit. And um, I think the other thing it does, and I asked this in the reply brief, there are mistakes that the First Circuit makes that the DC Circuit doesn't make. And, th- and they're Chevron mistakes. So um, the, the court has an opportunity here to say, and you don't do it this way, and you don't do it this way, and you don't do it this way, that we all hope they get rid of Chevron. But um, I do think that, I've said on, on sort of rank punditry before that I have this theory that Judge Srinivasan is, is poking them with cases where he's gone through detailed, detailed statutory analysis so that they can't escape the Chevron question that I think he wants Chevron or he doesn't want Chevron, but he wants it decided. He doesn't he wants a pronunciation from this court. He doesn't want it to be, as another judge says, Voldemort, that they don't mention it. So yeah. I, I think he's
1: he's he's teed it up six ways from Sunday, he's teed
0: it up six ways from Sunday. And I think he's doing that on purpose because also, you know, no flies on that guy either. Right. So. So. Well, yeah, because he's from Kansas. <laughs> that's right. That's probably why. So uh, Sweeney Vasan knows what he's doing, but I, I don't think that. Uh, that Judge Kayada was thinking this through and he sort of said, ah, one, two. And by the way, redfish, fish, Yeah, exactly. And and also here in the First Circuit um, under uh, I think it's Lovgren v. Locke. Uh, we have a presumption that Chevron deference is given whenever notice and comment Um Rulemaking, a, is, rule-making done? is done. That seems and, weird. And it kind of comes out of uh, this case called Mead, where they said that, uh, you know, if all, the, if all the ideas have been vetted, but it, there shouldn't be a presumption. They use the word presumption. And I don't think the Supreme Court's going to like that. So um, in any event, um, I, I'm uh, very hopeful and uh, my clients are very hopeful and NCLA is very hopeful because um, we also have the fact that Phil Hamburger has his own views um, and, and we pretty much follow those views here at NCLA on what's wrong with Chevron. So we don't
1: get into the case one way or the other, because it's a amicus brief on the merits and loper bright or whether it's correct. here. But we would have a lot more space to dilate on those <laughs> uh, if certs
0: granted and relentless. That's exactly right. So that that's our rank speculation for the week. I, we've never had the opportunity to do this before and probably not again because they don't do this too often. So we'll let you know what happens. We'll keep you posted. Good luck, John.